0: uh <coughs> And welcome, everybody, to the podcast, which is just about Just riding About. Oh, yes, it's the Just riding About podcast. Now, uh, my name's Bob, and I am joined by my pal in Royal Hertfordshire, Enzo. Enzo, how are you doing over there?
1: Hello, Bob. Doing very well, sir. Very well indeed.
0: Marvellous. Absolutely marvellous news. Now, people who are regular listeners to this podcast, and I know there's a few of them out there, uh, they'll be ready now, probably for some sort of um, lighthearted, gambling sort of chat, gambolling sort of chat, I should say, kind of like just sort of lightly heading us into the podcast lightly. And it's sometimes I kind of come up with them. Sometimes you come up with them sometimes. And last night at about half three in the morning, I, I, I kind of came to with an absolute like doozy, a real classy start to the podcast. And it was clear as day in my head. And I thought, I, I, need, to, I need to write this down. I need to write this down. It, oh, I need to, I can't, I can't turn the light on. I get my, my iPod and I, I can just kind of, I'll record it. I'll just write it into the thing. And my eyes weren't really working properly because it was 3.30 AM. I thought, I can't really put it in notes. I'll do something. I thought, oh, I'm too sleepy. I'll remember it. I'll remember it. And I haven't remembered it. So <laughs> just, hello. Really, hello.
1: It's always the way, mate. The best things come to you at the most inopportune moment. But you know, don't worry about it, mate. I think the intro is quite good. I don't I mean, know if anyone else has got any other thoughts, but I thought that was quite well done.
0: Well, that's that's good. That's good. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's 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 slightly looser, it's slightly laxer than usual. Um, <laughs> hard to believe, but there we are. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we do have a, a a fair old bit to talk about in uh, uh, in in today's podcast. You certainly have.
1: Yeah, well, I did another hundred miler. We went to um, Malden in Essex. Okay. Uh, and I thought, like, they, when when they arranged it, they said, "Yeah, do you know what? We'll, we'll take a ride to the seaside." <laughs> uh, and in Malden. Now, I, I didn't. I've never been to Malden. I don't know. I assumed, right, must be on the coast somewhere. I think I ended up doing 117 in the end, which was. I think it's the most I've ever done oh that's wow. what Strava seems yeah, to tell yeah, me okay. yeah um but but Malden isn't a seaside resort um oh. I think what it is it's kind of like what they call it an estuary so the kind of sea okay. sort of comes in uh but it's not you know there's no sand there's no beach
0: like a river um,
1: plenty, of, plenty of boats about but you rode um, to a river uh, that's what you did that's it yeah okay. a posh posh river
0: coastal river yes okay
1: <laughs> But it was, it was nice. It was a nice day. We got there. We had some fish and chips and ice cream. Um, Now you're talking. Watched a few boats come in and out, you see. Uh, (laughs) And then we rode back again. So yeah, it was about 100, yeah, 117 all told sort of round trip. So, and it was quite, it was quite good, mate. And you know what? My legs felt white. I mean, don't get me wrong. I kind of, you know, a little bit achy the next day, but I think I've spoken to a few people who have kind of just started riding, and they kind of do. Oh, I did ten miles, I did fifteen miles, and it's mm. kind of a massive achievement. Yeah, but yeah. you realise that if you keep going, you'll get to, you know, fifty miles. That's a massive achievement, but you can do it. And you know, we're not we're not Olympic athletes. We're just <laughs> a couple of a couple of old blokes, but it just shows that if you kind of persevere with this sport it won't take long and people can you can ride 100 miles 120 miles there's um you know there's nothing magical about it it's just a bit of consistency just get out on your bike and keep pushing yourself and do more and more miles no
0: i see it's super i mean i i uh i mean i remember um a a few years ago when i was just kind of sort of getting back into kind of you know starting to 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 ride a bike again and i remember that of like the, the first time that i headed off kind of from from work on my kind of ride home um after sort of uh you know kind of getting a getting a lift in so my sort of my kind of it, my ride home was was my ride and i was sort of attempting that kind of whatever it was 11 miles or something and and I I, li- I literally thought well I should probably take a flask because I'm going to will stop halfway <laughs> just to ha- just to have a little breath and and but you know that's the thing that that 10 miles you know was as probably you know as uh, you know kind of like a bigger challenge as you know then yeah. the 50 miles was when it came and then the 100 miles was when that came too so um but it's got to be said, 117. I mean, you know, when I when I did a 100-mile ride last year, I did 102. So, um, and I mean, man, my I was my legs were falling to pieces. So, I mean, how that extra 15 miles went on with you? I, I take my hat off to you.
1: Well, I mean, uh, let, let's let's I'll put the old cards on the table, mate. Obviously, we stopped a couple of times mm. um, to kind of refuel because I don't mm. think you can really do well. We can't do it in all one go without I mean, a little stop, no. even if it's just to kind of fill up the bottles and the water and just get something to eat. So, and plus, it's a kind of social thing. So you know, you're not out there sort of. It's not like a training ride where you again, trying to make the old Olympic squad or what have you. It's just, <laughs> no. you know, there is supposed to be some enjoyment to doing 120 odd miles. Yeah. So there's a reason yeah.
0: that you're doing it. And it, it's exactly. not to just hurt yourself. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> so especially on the way back, we stopped at a pub. We had a, what did we have? We just a sort of like a pint of sort of lemonade and lime or blackcurrant and, and lemonade or what have you. Obviously couldn't have anything alcoholic because uh, that probably wouldn't have been the best. <laughs> well, the best I don't know. I mean, been. it would have. <laughs>
0: It certainly would have helped. I mean, I, uh, I mean, you know, as I say, I, I, that 102 and I was falling apart. I think if I was doing 117, I could have, I possibly could have done with something, you know, maybe sort of, I don't know, <laughs> certainly a little something in the, uh, in, in the water bottle, whether it would have been, you know, the full sort of like kind of 1970s, uh, you know, like pro cyclist of like half flat champagne with a couple of tablets of something in there. I don't know, but,
1: um it would have helped anyway that's for sure well we kind of refrained just on the off chance uh, that it kind of adversely affected us but yeah mate it was just 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 a nice kind of and it was a day out i mean it was a full day out we we set off at sort of eight in the morning and didn't get back till sort of half six seven in the evening so it was a proper you know, long day, but, mm. but yeah, nice little achievement. And um, yeah, I was quite pleased to have done
0: it. Superb work. And that's the thing, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a, you know, a long day out and a certainly challenging day out, but a lot of fun as well.
1: Now, Bob, not long ago, you kind of, you kind of messaged me on the, uh, the miracle of mobile technology. <laughs> and uh, and just sent me a few photos of something of the color blue. Now uh, you know I know what it is, but you want to tell the uh, the rest of the world what it is.
0: So well, yes, indeed. I mean, um, it was good hearing about your little uh, your little hundred mile day out there. I didn't quite have a hundred mile day out, but I did have a day out um, out over to the mainland. Uh, so I, I jumped. We well, we jumped on the red jet. We headed over, um, and we met a very nice man called John, who uh, who had driven down. Uh, to meet us off the red jet with the bike that he just sold me on eBay, a Genesis Vapor cyclocross bike, and it must be said, I—I'll go into it in a second. But I—I will—I will—I will start off by saying I bought this because I've always been after a cyclocross bike, and I've talked about this on many podcasts up to this point about my fixation, my. With cyclocross and wanting a cyclocross bike, I mean, my goodness, I, I nearly bought a, a, a Cannondale Cadex that was in a box for <laughs> only about fifty pounds less than I bought this for. Um, but um, I've I've bought it as sort of like, well, you know, it'll be a winter hack; it'll see me through the winter and it'll just do the winter shifts, and I can keep my topstone all lovely for the summer and everything else as well. But I have fallen in love with the thing. I've it's. It's superb. Um, so um anyway, I'll I'll give you a bit of a quick run through if you like. It's a, Yeah, tell a, us
1: tell us what it is, what it's what it's what it's made up of. <laughs>
0: well, it's I say it's a Genesis vapor. It's a um it's the the from doing a little bit of research, only sort of really made the vapor for a few years. This is a 2014 version of the of the vapor. Um but realistically, when you sort of like read the read John's little write-up there of everything that's been done on the bike and uh, you also then kind of get kind of break it down into what it is he's changed pretty much everything I think the the only thing that's really stock is basically the frame Um, so it's a Genesis vapor frame it is I don't know if you can hear that but my dog has come out to have a massive drink just by the side (laughs) of me here as i sit in the dining room alfie goes um so it's a it's a, a the genesis vapor frame in a lovely blue color with uh, orange logos um f- from the ground up the the drivetrain has all been replaced so it came with tiagra as standard we have now got 105 on there the nice. wheels are different we have now got fulcrum racing nines uh yeah. on there as well the brakes are different. They are replaced with TRP uh, spires. I'm oh, um, not, not entirely certain if I'm saying that right, so I'm just going to say- and these are discs,
1: I suppose, disc brakes? They
0: are, yeah, cable pull discs. Yeah. Um, even the uh, skewers that go through are Campagnolo skewers, so they've been changed <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, we have a fabric seat on there, so that's different. The seat post, I think, is the same. Um, even the stem is like a specialized stem. So it was I mean, realistically everything yeah. has been changed on the thing. The it's lovely and clean, lovely and, and well looked after. It's obviously been ridden, should we say. It's done miles, mm. but it's also yeah. been looked after. So, you know, um, and as, you know, as you know, you could buy a, a, a two year old bike that's been wrecked, or a twenty year old bike which is in glorious condition. And yeah. uh, and yeah i mean i just uh i got it and i started kind of cleaning it up and all the little sort of black little bits and and like kind of little specks and scraps on it that i thought were scratches in the paint soon kind of came off and cleaned off of and i don't know don't know if that was chain lube or if that was tar or whatever it was but it just sort of came off on the rag yeah i mean um it's actually I may sound a little bit starry-eyed at the moment, but that's because it's sitting in my dining room next to me here, uh, <laughs> ready to be used in the morning. So uh, I'm actually looking at it as I speak. Um, now, that's,
1: that's interesting. Just hold that thought a second. Okay. Because you say the bike's in the living room ready to, to, to ride tomorrow morning. <laughs> I thought I was the only person that kind of did that. So, <laughs> because I ride with the club on a Sunday, I always bring the bike in on a Saturday into the living room ready to I don't know I think it it feels like it's nice and warmed up if it's been inside rather than in the garage I don't know is that is that just a weird thing or what
0: just 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 to kind of get it ready be nice to it and in all fairness what the reason that it's in here tonight is that I was supposed to really be riding in into work this morning but I got up late and I got up tired so that meant (laughs) because I don't know if I mentioned it earlier but I woke up at 3 30 with a fantastic way of starting the podcast (laughs) <laughs> um but um but yeah i mean it's uh it's the the only thing that i really need to do to it is put a rear mud guard on it um as as you know i'm a big yeah. mudguard fan love a mudguard. uh why, why wouldn't you be it guards for mud P- put it on yeah. um So um, yeah, but I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's even got matching bottle cages. It's the first time that I've ever had matching bottle cages. You know, you've got two bottle cages. First time I've never had matching bottle cages.
1: (laughs) First time ever. How much was it, Skip? Can we ask you how much it was?
0: You certainly can. I was, um, I think I was just in the right place at the right time. Um, There's about 50 odd people watching it, but um, he started it at 400 and I swooped in at 400. I was, wow. I was ready to go a little higher. I was ready to go quite a bit higher. But um, no, it, it, it. I was the only bidder.
1: Look how much bike you've got for oh, £400. Exactly. And the, the crazy thing is, you know, and I think we've spoken about this potentially offline as opposed to online, but you watch those YouTube videos and they're always talking about, you know, these £3,000 bikes and £5,000 bikes. And, that, and you kind of think you, you don't need that to spend that money to have a great bike and to be able to ride that's it. there you go 400 pounds and you've probably got you know a massive amount of bicycle for your money and and you'll probably ride that for 10 15 years no problem yeah, at all
0: a hundred percent and that's the thing i've always um and in the i've ridden it maybe kind of five or six times now and um in those times um already like you know wrapped it's like wow this is this you know it's great it runs lovely um and you know i mean with the 105 it's the first it's the 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 best drivetrain or or at least you know if you believe what shimano have written it's the it's my it's my step into shimano's enthusiast range because everything (laughs) that i've had up to that point has not been over that threshold so yeah, there you go. I don't know if it's that much better than Sora. I mean, it's supposed to be, isn't it? It's supposed to be f- two clicks better than Sora. But...
1: Well, mate, I think we'll save that for... a I mean, you, you've got... I think I've told you my opinion in terms of uh, Sora and 105. Uh, you know, I've got both... I, I can't tell the
0: difference, but we'll, we'll save that potentially for another podcast. Well, I saw uh, I saw Ethan Hayter um, in the uh, the men's uh, individual time trial from uh, Wollongong in Australia yesterday, throwing the the, the the chain off the front sprocket, or as he was trying to go, I think he was trying to go up from the little from the little cog onto the big one, and it threw it off, and he came to a rolling halt on that, you know. Pinarello, whatever it is. Now, I don't know what he's got on that, but I wouldn't have thought it was Sora. I think it's probably something better than that. So but if know, it was
1: Sora, mate, it wouldn't have come off. Well, no, maybe not.
0: Well, now is the part of the podcast for one episode only, a section that we're going to entitle Tube Chat. Uh. And uh, you've, you've trailed this ends, but you've, you've made a, you've made an inner tube discovery.
1: Inner tubes probably not the most interesting part of uh, of the cycling world that no, we might like talk about.
0: Part of the cycling world as well. Everybody's well, been in them these days.
1: Exactly, um, but yeah. So uh, I know we've spoken about going tubeless. Now we're going to park that for one moment. So mm. what we're going to talk about right now? Just just forget that tubeless kind of exists. Let's just assume Put it that out that your that's mind. not <laughs> just just for a moment. But anyway, so so. Um, I don't have tubeless so I use tubes both on the mountain bike and on the road bikes mm-hmm. and you know you're kind of sometimes watching things on uh, YouTube mm-hmm. uh, interestingly cool <laughs> <easy>. um <laughs> didn't even mean to I make that up I didn't me. even know
0: that was coming just to
1: stay. <laughs> um and uh tpu inner tubes came up on one of the videos that i was watching and i was kind of interested and in thinking what the hell is this but there's me thinking there's only one type of inner tube that kind of thick black rubbery kind mm. made of tile butyl i'm not quite sure uh, how it's pronounced properly but apparently there isn't so there's the there's the there's the butyl black tubes that we all know and love that have been used for years and years and obviously we still use them um but there's latex inner tubes, which are super thin, made of latex. Mm-hmm. But there's also TPU tubes, which are kind of thermoplastic. Now, okay. it's those ones that kind of caught my fancy a little bit, if you see what <laughs> I mean. Um, but hear me out, hear me is out. It so, they
0: were, is it because they were brightly coloured?
1: Well, the ones I've got are bright pink. There so you go. Kind of, you know, there you go. That's already, a, <laughs> well, you know, you need to be seen. And that yes. kind of things, <laughs> but anyway, uh, coming back to the whole kind of the whole point of this tube chat mm. is um, so these TPU tubes. I was quite interested. Now the biggest kind of thing that kind of piqued my interest was the size of these things. Now I think I posted a picture up on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I put a picture of a normal kind of black inner tube and the TPU one. And goodness me, mate, it's chalk and cheese. This thing is minimal beyond mm. belief. Mm. Um, in terms of weight, they're about 100 grams lighter than, okay. uh, than a standard butyl in a tube. Now, when you think people might spend hundreds, if not yeah. in the thousands, to swap from Dura-Ace uh, <laughs> to, uh, from Altegra, sorry, to Dura-Ace, mm. you know, just to save a few grams. I've, I kind of managed to do it by saving, you know, by, by spending an extra fiver on these on these TPU inner tubes, which are, you know, they're about eight quid as opposed to maybe a four or five quid normal inner tube. Okay. Um, now, so they're su- super tiny, which means kind of when you put them in your saddle bag, they take up no space at all, absolutely no space at all. Mm. But riding them actually put them in the wheel. Uh, sorry, in in the tire uh, and in the wheel. Mm you know they work absolutely fine according to the data and the kind of you know the rolling resistance people the tpu tube improves the kind of the the, the rolling resistance of your tire because um, it runs a bit quicker than a than a than a standard in a tube i you know don't ask me to explain the science mate because i can't um, okay. but i leave that to somewhere else <laughs> and they assure us that you save a couple of watts i mean it's not going to not going to turn you into a tour rider but you can save a couple of watts using a tpu tube but you save space in your saddlebag you save a bit of weight and they run a bit smoother than a normal tube you know there's no downside so i've used them for a few hundred miles um and they've been absolutely fine and you know it, it's almost like a no-brainer mm. there's i kind of thinking well, why should i ever go back to the standard inner tubes when these ones give me all the benefits Mm. um, of being smaller, lighter and faster um, and bring me none of the faff that comes with going tubeless. Well, (laughs) I said, we're not going to talk about that. No. Um, And they're about, you know, sort of four or five quid more expensive. Mm. So um, I don't know, I I, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is if people want to make a kind of cheap upgrade to their bike um, and you can't get more cheaper than just spending you know eight or nine quid on these things then that would be you know I mean when you think about it if you're saving about 100 grams on each tube you'll have two on the on the bike mm. one in your saddlebag so you're saving 300 grams so you know so if you're worried about that sort of thing yeah um, that's a substantial kind of weight saving on your bike
0: and it's that kind of momentum sort of rolling weight as well isn't it where um where yeah. I know that when I made the jump to <clears throat> again to tubers which is something we're not going to talk about but when I did <laughs> uh there was it did feel that sort of like you know wow the the weight saving and you sort of thought well this is just a tube how can this make this much difference but because yeah because it's in the wheel and the wheel is rotating it's then you know that that has that sort of momentum weight to it as well so if you can
1: strip the weight from that even better and i mean i did i have had one puncture um and that was on the trip that i mentioned earlier that we went to uh, to the kind of to the seaside to mm-hmm. Malden but um the puncture was nothing to do with the TPU tube because it actually whatever cut my tire you know it actually it, it ruined the tire it went right. straight through the sidewall so the inner tube didn't really have much of a chance oh, um, okay. so the tire had to go in the bin but oh. uh, the, the kind of the only sort of slight not downside but the only thing you've got to be wary of is you've got to buy the specific tpu patches to repair you can't use your, your standard rubber okay um, puncture repair kit but you know you, you know you just buy it like you would and it, i think it cost me about four quid for the for the tube repair kit you get 10 patches and a bit of glue one thing to bear in mind is you can't repair these at the roadside
0: so right, i guess okay. that
1: is a downside Because once you the the, the kind of the glue has got to cure for a couple of hours or something like that. So it's the sort of thing you'd repair at home, leave it overnight, and then put it back in your saddlebag. But to be honest, mate, when we ride, because we've always got a spare tube, nobody really repairs tubes at the roadside. You just whip it out, put the fresh one in, pump it up, and then worry about the repair back home. So, you know, it's almost like a no-brainer, mate. I'm surprised more people don't use these um, these inner tubes. So yeah, uh, to see
0: how, how you go over time, whether they, you know, are as, as, uh, as strong wearing as, as the uh, kind of conventional ones, or
1: you say that, mate, but I bought a conventional tube um, a few weeks ago when I bought some tires for the, for my kind of oro gravel bike, mm-hmm. I bought the tires and I, I said, oh, let's just get the tubes anyway. This is before the TPU ones arrived. And mate, it lasted me one ride, and it split where the valve was. And these are the right. standard. I mean, I know that doesn't happen all the time. So no, no, possible. okay. Yeah, but mate, you know things can break just like anything else. But you're right. I will, I yeah. will see kind of whether I get that kind of you know hundreds and hundreds and maybe thousands of miles worth of of, of riding out of these inner tubes. But mate, there's nothing of them. They are wafer thin. Um, <laughs> And when you when you kind of do install them, you are worried that, you know, if you kind of pinch it somewhere and and if you do pinch it somewhere, you will you will break it. You will split it. Um, But, you know, I'm a clumsy old clot, and I managed to put them on a few times without without pinching them or ruining them. So (sighs) I guess anyone can if I can do it. But it's, yeah, mate, it's, it's a fantastic, like I say, cheap upgrade for saving weight, maybe running a bit faster. But, mate, for me, it's the space in the saddlebag, which I've, it's always jam-packed mm. because you always are, oh, better bring this, better bring that. And obviously you don't want to bring a whole massive saddlebag. You kind of want the smallest one you can get away with. Yeah. Um, yeah. They are minuscule, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the best things I've bought over the last sort of couple of months in terms of, uh, you know, upgrades for the bike.
0: Well now, uh, so people listening kind of up to this point were uh, in on previous episodes of the podcast will know that I am sitting here uh, on a rock off the uh, south coast of uh, England called the Isle of Wight. And we were supposed to be having stage eight of the Tour of Britain here. um, And everybody was getting uh, very excited. uh, And the person probably getting the most excited was me sadly um because of the the the, the passing uh, of the queen on thursday of course the tour of britain with uh, along with all sporting events was stopped there and then um so uh hopefully we're going to be getting our stage of the tour of britain maybe next year we have to keep our fingers crossed for that but um but in the meantime you've been you've been riding on uh on, on an olympic road race course i believe
1: well probably wouldn't go quite that far but yes i mean i went to it was the olympic course
0: you were olympic on it or not i'm not sure but
1: <laughs> so yeah mate so what was it a week or no, a couple of weeks ago uh we went to, to box hill in surrey um which as you quite rightly say was you know a stretch of it was was used in the olympics uh 2012 and um it's always teeming with cyclists, mate. The place is absolutely round with, with cyclists, and it's it's strange because it's just a bit of a bit of a hill. I don't know, a couple of kilometres long, and you get to the top, and then you ride down again, and then you go back up, and you <laughs> ride down. And and it's you know it's that it's you kind of do hill repeats, I guess. And we did it twelve times uh, when we went, but you get people who do a couple, then they go. Uh, there was a bloke who was, I think he was going to do about 25. He said something like that. I don't know if he was doing it for charity or something. Okay. Um, you know, the climb itself, you know, if you do it once, it's not that bad at all. But, you know, I guess doing it over and over and over for the, for the, for the entirety of the day, mm. you do start to feel it. But um, it just seems to be like a bit of a mecca for cyclists. It's not a closed road. So unfortunately, you are fighting the traffic a little bit on the way up and down. Mm. um it's a little bit risky on the way down because you can actually get a, a fair bit of speed on the way down but you've got cars and it's quite narrow as well okay um, so you need to be you need to have your wits about you and uh, when i went last year because this is the second time i've been um yeah there was a, a bit of a uh, a bit of an accident and an ambulance had to come and pick a poor chap up and his bike off the off the ground and, and, and take him away but yeah it's just it's, it's I guess it's one of those things that you kind of want to tick off and say yeah I've been to Box Hill because that was in the Olympics yeah so I did that went up and down 12 times come back home um, <laughs> and, and that literally is as exciting as it, as, as it got but you know again one of those things I can say yeah I've, I've, I've done it
0: I've done it well, we've—I mean, uh, there's a lot of lot to be said about going uh, going up a hill uh, just for this year, just for this sheer <laughs> heck of it. We've uh, we've just signed up for the second year running to to do the the Isle of Wight uh, hill climb, <clears throat> which is going on in a couple of Sundays' time. Uh, myself and my wife will be doing that on the tandem for the second oh. year running. See if we can uh, beat the times that we put down last year, and uh, you know that's the thing. I, I, gotta love hill climbs because it's uh it's it's like riding your bike but with all the enjoyment taken away so <laughs> something, something to look forward to right there well i think that just about wraps that up uh for this episode of the podcast there's just a few things to say before we go firstly thank you very much indeed to bill hooper and tasha fights tigers for our explosive marvelous and generally superb uh, uh, theme music which leads us in and takes us out each each time um, thank you to you the listener for listening this far um, we've had absolutely no technical uh issues this time around um, so I'd like to thank uh zoom and the, the the makers of the software that that we're using because that's brilliant um, and has led us has let me amble on even though i'm suffering from lack of sleep uh too many chips and a very small uh rum um, <laughs> so <laughs> i also want to say thank you very much indeed enzo it's been great let's do it again soon
1: we will be right
0: bye bye for now bye bye <laughs> oh my god okay. i'm sorry that was a bit of a hospital pass that wasn't it should we yeah uh, um That's will destroy you.